Amen. Greetings to you all in Jesus' name. Uh, God is good all the time. Amen. So, last Sunday, uh, Pete had shared about um, the triumphal entry of Jesus on Palm Sunday. And something that really fascinated me from the of scripture that we read and and this is the portion if we can have the slide please so that is from Luke's gospel chapter 19 verse 29 to 31 and it says as he came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there. He told them, as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there, and no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So really today, I would like to share to you the two portion of what my sermon or my message you know, just to encourage you. Now here, the scripture says about this donkey that was tied. You know, that's something that speaks about that our life was, you know, where we were in bondage. We were in chain of sin and Satan. But praise God, one day Jesus called us and he set us free from that chain. And that's what it says. Jesus said, untie it. And next thing is to bring it here. And the interesting thing is, it says no one has ever ridden that donkey. You know, it speaks about something that when God calls us, you know, many of us, we don't have experience. We are not much talented. You know, but when God calls us, he does something amazing in and through our life. He takes our life and he changes it and changes it, you know, for better. And he uses us for his glory to be a blessing to others. And it says, the Lord needs it. And I believe today God is giving you a calling, saying to you, I need you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you have gone through. It doesn't matter the failures you have faced in life. God says, I need you. I need you. And the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 29, where Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, and he's saying, remember that, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes, or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world consider foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God needs you. And the interesting part is, someone said this, God doesn't call the equipped, but he equips the called. 
Amen? And today I would like to challenge you this morning and say this to you. Are you willing to say yes to God? Are you willing to say to God, Lord, use me for your glory? Lord, I know I'm not good enough. I don't have this talent or that talent, but I know when I surrender to you, you can do a better job out of me. Hallelujah. This is the God that we serve. Amen. The scripture says in Isaiah 49 verse 1, The Lord called me before my birth. From within the womb, he called me by name. He knows your name. Many times I forget the names of people, you know, and um, when sometimes I meet someone and immediately, you know, you go through that period of blank, you know, and you wonder, what is the name of this person? The best thing I use as a pastor is, hello, brother or sister. <laughs> but you know what? God, he knows your name. He knows your name. And it says, from within the womb, he called me by name. What a wonderful thing. Amen? What a wonderful thing. You know, now coming to the second part, what, when Jesus died on the cross, it was a painful death. He suffered a lot for you and for me. You know, last week I put this post on our encouragement WhatsApp group, and it says, when he was dying on the cross, he was, you were on his mind. Amen? You were on his mind. You know, once in Southampton, in the market or city center, I was having a debate with this person who was preaching another religion to me. And he questioned about Christianity. He questioned about my faith, and he said to me, you know, why this all drama of, you know, Jesus going on the cross and dying for the forgiveness of sin and all those kind of stuff? Why didn't God just forgive us our sin? He could have just said that, and it would have happened. Why all this drama of going through the cross? And that's why I said to him, you know, God is a just God. Amen. He brings justice. So when mankind sinned against him, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have been separated from God. The wages of sin is death. That's what the scripture says. And God was a just God. In the court of law, if you commit any crime, you will be punished for that. But same time, God had mercy on us by sending Jesus, his only begotten son, who died on the cross, who paid the price for us on the cross of Calvary. And you know what? Mercy met justice on the cross. Mercy met justice on the cross because Jesus paid that ultimate price for you and for me. You know, and that's why we are saved. We have the salvation. You know, the word salvation or being saved in Hebrew is yesha, which means rescue. 
Salvation in Greek also means soteria, which means rescue. Our Greek brother Chris will know that. <laughs> which means rescue, to be saved. And God has rescued us from sin and from death, from the clutches of the enemy, that is Satan, who wants to destroy your life. He saved us from that. And that's called salvation. You know, this word salvation or the word rescue, I very well remember, I myself had faced a situation when I was a new believer, I was 17 years old, and I was living in Mumbai, the city in India, and there was a riot that was going on at that time between two religious groups, and that riot was horrible. Many people got killed, and I was in the midst of that riot or situation in Mumbai city. I was traveling by bus, a double-decker bus, and suddenly the bus stopped, and the traffic that was coming from the opposite you know, telling us, giving us a you know, go back, go back. And we were all wondering what's happening. So I just stood up to see what was going on. And when I saw there were about four, five hundred people, a mob with the swords and, you know, all knife and everything else in their hands, charging towards, you know, all the vehicles that was on the road which we were in. And we all got down, we all started running, don't know what to do, and I thought, this is it. I think I might be killed today. I might be finished. And I was just running. But there was a truck that managed to turn back, and the truck driver, he pointed his hand towards me, and he said, come, come. And I just jumped in that truck, running truck, my trouser got torn and all that, and I managed to escape from that place. That driver, he rescued me from that situation. And you know what? Four people died in that same spot. I was rescued by that driver. You understand? The example that I'm giving you in the same way God rescued us from the hand of Satan, sin, and death, and has given us eternal life. You must have seen this news in Thailand. Um, I think about eight or 13 boys, you know, got trapped in the cave, and they were rescued from that cave by brave men and women. Then you also saw this news where the miners, you know, 33 miners in Chile, they were trapped for 68 days. Can you imagine 68 days they were trapped? There was, at one point, there was no hope for them. But they were miraculously rescued from that mine in which they were trapped. You know, in the same way, God has saved us from eternal death. He has rescued us and gave us eternal life. 
Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's very simple. But it is still profound. It says that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved, you will be rescued. And it depends on the resurrection of Jesus. It all depended on the resurrection of Jesus. If Jesus was not risen from the dead, we would have been still in our sins. And that's why Paul says, and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. But praise God, Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. You know, Tony played that song. If you hear the words of the song, you know, it is so powerful. Where it says, as if Jesus is saying, yes, I will rise again. No power in hell can stop me back. Amen? And because Jesus rose from the dead, and when you believe in him, you are saved. This morning, I would like to give an invitation to anyone here who know about Jesus, who may have heard about Jesus, but have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you want to be saved, if you want to be rescued from sin, from death, from what Satan brings into your life, putting you in bondage, that's what the scripture says. Satan comes to, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. That is Satan. But Jesus has come to give us life and life eternally. So today I would like to give that invitation to you and say to you, if you do not believe in Jesus, give your life to Jesus this morning because he has a wonderful plan. As we saw the story of that donkey, how that donkey was never used, no experience, tied up, but he was set free and Jesus used him and God wants to use you for his glory and he wants to bless your life he wants to change and transform your life he wants you to know him the loving father who loves you who cares about you so shall we all just close our eyes at this moment and just think about what I shared to you. And this morning, I want everyone to just close your eyes, you know, in prayer. And this morning, if there is anyone here who would like to make that decision and say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to follow you. I want to accept that salvation that you have for me. I want to be saved. I want to be rescued. 
If God is speaking to you, just raise your hands wherever you are. And I'll pray for you at this moment. It is a step, a big step towards Him. Because it is about your salvation, it is about your life, it is about life and death. He wants to give you that eternal life. If God is speaking to you this morning, just raise your hands up. You don't have to come in front or do anything. I'll just pray for you and after the service I'll meet with you and pray for you. Worship you, Father. Father, I pray right now. Lord, for people whom, to whom you're speaking right now, your word says that you bring that conviction and bring us to that place of salvation. I pray, Lord, that you'd work in life. Lord, as Paul who said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Father, I pray that you'd open our eyes, open our hearts, open our mind, that we will know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you.